What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Roll for Persuasion. I am your host, Andrew Richardson. Each and every week, I bring you cool conversations with cool people in the D&D tabletop RPG gaming community. And this week, as every week, is no exception. I am very blessed to continue having awesome, just really cool guests coming on the show. Uh, very excited about today's guest. We are continuing this great month of celebrating awesome women in gaming. And I've got one of those awesome women with me today. But before we get to her, let's knock a little bit of business out of the way. First and foremost, remember that you can follow the show on all of the social media at Roll Persuasion on Instagram and Twitter. You can email me if you want to chat, Andrew at RollForPersuasion.com. You can support our Patreon, patreon.com slash roll for persuasion. Big shout out this week to new Patreon backer, Sarah. Not only is Sarah supporting the show, which is super cool, but uh, I put out a call on Twitter not too long ago, letting people know that I was going to be running a one shot for a group of junior high kids at a local junior high school that my friend is a teacher of, and that they're going to be starting their own D&D club there at the school. And Sarah reached out and she actually sent me, I have them in front of me right now. She sent me several sets of dice and she sent me rolling trays. So Sarah, huge shout out to you. Thank you for helping me make this kid's uh, first time D&D awesome. So that is a cool kind of community that we are building here on the show. And I appreciate you guys oh so much. And of course, you know that this show would not be possible without my two fantastic sponsors, Talon and Claw is the first of which I'd like to talk about. As you know, they make awesome handmade wooden D&D gaming accessories, beautiful DM screens. If you are a DM and you want to just feel like the lord of the table behind these massive, awesome, solid wood DM screens that they make, make sure you check them out, talonandclaw.etsy.com. You can use my code ROLLPERSUASION to save 10% on your order. Anthony is making cool stuff over there. And he let me know, actually, before this episode that uh, my guest today, Shannon, he wants to send you a dice vault as well. So let's talk about that. After the show, yeah, for sure. So uh, you're going to get hooked up with some talent and claw awesomeness. So we will uh, we'll make sure to chat about that here in a minute. But That's let's so also cool. talk. I know it's it's super cool. They're really nice. I like them a lot. <laughs> so check them out, talentandclaw.sc.com if you want one of your own. Also, I am supported by Eldritch Foundry. They make really, really cool 3D printed miniatures for uh, whatever tabletop game you're playing. I happen to use mine for D&D, but you can use them wherever you want because it's your mini and you can do what you want with it. But they are constantly releasing new content updates for their miniature building system. They just released new uh, back items and items to go on the base and new weapons and clothes. So make sure you go to eldridgefoundry.com, build your custom mini, get it sent to you, paint that sucker up, and have a lot of fun with it. Again, you can use my code Roll Persuasion. You save 10%. I get a little kickback. Everybody wins, and the show gets to keep having awesome guests. So make sure you support the people who support the show because um, we really appreciate them. Finally, uh, I'm excited because I'm going to be going to my first convention, not just for the show, but legitimately ever. I, I worked a convention once years ago running video, but I'm actually going to Emerald City Comic Con coming up in March. So if you are going to be in Seattle at Emerald City, please make sure to hit me up. I would love to meet up with you, chat. We could hang out, go get drinks, whatever. It's going to be awesome. I'll be there uh, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, checking out some panels, cruising the floor, rocking my big Roll for Persuasion hoodie that I just ordered. Super excited to go and do that. Also on the list this year, I'm going to be hopefully hitting up Gamehole Con and Gen Con. So I'm really hoping to get out and meet some of you guys face to face. It's been super cool meeting you online and I'm excited to meet you in person. So hit me up if you're going to be at one of those. I would love to chat with you. Speaking of cool people that I have met online, my guest today is not only one of the cool people that I've met, she is one of the coolest people 
that I've been privileged to interact with in these past few months of being on the D&D Twitter sphere. Shannon, what's going on? Ah, everything's great. So good to be here. And thanks for saying I'm cool. That's really cool. <laughs> you can Venmo <laughs> me later. It's fine. It'll it'll be fine. <laughs> um, no, Shannon is is legitimately very cool. If you are involved in uh, the D&D Twitter sphere at all, there is a good chance that you are either followed by her, you're following her, or you have seen her awesome tweets of support for the community. Um, you have kind of become in a very short time this kind of like beacon of sunshine over yeah, the whole D&D community. Yeah, it was a really short time. Yeah, I mean, so, so when did you when did you get on, when did you get on Twitter, uh, you know, with D&D specifically? Uh, so I started on Twitter in October, which is when we started, um, October 2019, which is when we started streaming because um, our DM Sean had made a Twitter for our Paradise RPG um, stream. And I was like, oh, I should make one too because all the cool kids who play D&D, they have a Twitter. So, and it just kind of took off. I just started tweeting things and people liked what I had to say. And I really like being nice to people. And here we are. <laughs> and, and it seems to work because a lot of people yeah. seem to enjoy uh, enjoy you being yeah. nice as well. And, and it's really <laughs> cool. And we'll talk about Paradise uh, in, in just yes. a minute because uh, super cool stream. <laughs> but um, I just, I think it's so cool your presence online because I mean we all use it for different reasons especially if you're a creator it's obviously an avenue of promotion and mm -hmm. you want to put your content out there you want to get feedback you want to interact with people and there is I, I think there's kind of in social media in general but in any sort of kind of creative social media circle there is kind of this I don't want to say stigma, but there's kind of a mindset or an attitude around it of like, I've got to get followers. Followers give me mm -hmm. legitimacy. Mm -hmm. That's super important. And in a kind of cool way, because uh, for people who don't know, you just regularly shout out everyone on social media. You love the community. <laughs> you say, hey, this person, they're about to get to 500. Let's give them to 500. You just before coming on the show helped me get to a thousand followers, which was yeah. super exciting for me. But in <laughs> doing that, you've like leveled the playing field and like changed the whole at least for this small community, like kind of like changed, I feel like the mindset around getting followers. It's become more about like, Hey, we're all a community. Let's all support each other. Yeah. You hit a milestone. It's cool. It doesn't matter if it's 20, 200, 2000, like, like let's just love each other. And it's a really cool exactly. mindset. And, and yeah, I yeah. think it's great that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks. I, I love supporting people and people showed me so much kindness from the second I was on Twitter and I really was just using it to hype paradise. And then I got into, Hey, here's my character and Oh, Hey, we're streaming tonight. And then it turned into, um, Oh, you got, this person has been super nice to me. Like go check them out too. And then it grew into, um, uh, a mental health thing where I was really open about um, my mental health struggles. And I know a lot of other people struggle with it as well. And I just wanted to create a space where everybody felt welcome and supported and seen and loved because I know how isolating all of that is. And I don't want, ever want people to have to feel that, um, feel it that way all the time. You know, I know it comes and it goes, but I want it to be a place where it could be super negative. And I've seen some things on Twitter that are not so great. And I try just to be a positive, a constant um, beam of sunshine, <laughs> as you so eloquently said, just so people have something to to go back to and, and really hold on to. And, and I think that's, you know, I, I think sometimes like the impact of social media interactions can kind of be understated. I mean, we obviously talk about 
the impact that like negative talk and kind of mm-hmm. lashing out at strangers can have. I mean, it can be really, mm-hmm. really damaging and really hurtful, but mm-hmm. we don't necessarily always talk about the power of just being a nice person. I mean, like, right. and, and the, not only the relationships that can be built, but the impact that just genuine care and attention can have on complete strangers. Um, right. and it's, it's super powerful and it's super great that that's what you're doing. Yeah. And I've made like some really powerful friendships of, and I've never met them in person, but they were instant just because we just connected immediately. And it's, it, it's just so awesome. I've met so many cool people and really creative people. And I, I've said this before in to so many people in these conversations, like my self-esteem and my self-confidence has skyrocketed. I have never felt this good about myself. And it's because I'm interacting with all of these awesome people and all, all of that negative stuff. Like it's stuff that I've said to myself, uh, before and there, you know, why, if I'm going to, if I'm already saying that to myself, there is no need to be for me or anybody else to be saying that to anybody else when we're probably already all saying it to ourselves anyway. And so let's just try and work with that positive self-talk because there is not enough of that. And that is such a powerful um, combatant of all of that negativity. Absolutely. And, and it really is like, if you're not following Shannon, we'll, we'll shout out her, her social media (laughs) at the end of the show. So reason to stick around. Um, You can also find it pretty easily. But, but yeah, it's, it really is, you know, kind of, I think inspiring to other people to just be nice to each other, which sounds easy, but it's really not sometimes. Right. Yeah. And so when we have a good example set, it, it helps. Yeah. I teach kindergarten. So I, I teach these all the day, all the time. It's like, guys, I know you don't, you know, you might not like each other you don't have to like each other, but you need to respect each other and you have got to get along. And I just, that's, I don't know. I just let that spill over. And in many ways, Twitter is the <laughs> kindergarten class of the internet. So, <laughs> so it's a good, it's a good kind of cross thing. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, in October, which it, that's actually mm-hmm. when I launched my show. So we were we were hey. like right along we with grew each up other. Together. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, yeah. So so tell me a bit more about your show. What what do you guys have going on? So, um, I guess I'll just start from the very beginning. So, um. It all started when uh, our DM and our DM Sean and I, we are friends from high school. We've known each other for years um, and we have a home campaign that we play um, and it's been going for almost two years now. It'll be two years in June. Um, and we it was like two o'clock in the morning. We had just finished a really good session for that home campaign. And we always like to stay because we play remotely because they live in Connecticut where I'm originally from and I'm in Virginia now. Um, but so we play remotely and we just we like to stay on afterwards to just talk about what happened, debrief and just overall just gush about how much we love this game because we love this game. Um, but that particular night we were just like you know what let's let's start a stream let's be watches it even if it's just our friends like we're just going to get to play D more and we're going to get to play it every week and it all just snowballed from there so we brought in alex who also plays in that home campaign with us so it was me sean and alex and then alex brought in tim um and clayton and i think tim brought in stefan and that's our crew. Our crew was born. Um, and we all had a initial meeting, um, via discord and we talked about our characters or we sent an email thread around saying, Oh, what class do you want to play? Oh, I'm thinking about this and this. And then, um, we did some session zeros with Sean. 
um, which was cool. Um, I had never done that before. We didn't do that for our home campaign, but I'm really glad we did it for this one because Alex and I, um, we wrote an entire backstory for our characters knowing each other going into the stream. So it was easy to kind of, it was, that wasn't streamed, um, but we just did it so that we could uh, have played our characters before going into the first session. We would have practiced their voices and whatever we wanted to do. Um, and then we streamed in October and we've been consistent every Monday since. And we just had episode 20 about it. We just ended about an hour ago, which was, it was really good. We just started our first dungeon dive and it was, it was epic. Exciting. Uh, I won't spoil anything for people who haven't listened yet, but it was, it was really, really awesome. Um, yeah. And we just, we've just been going and we picked up speed. And it was just, it's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, so taking it from a home game um, and I'm always <laughs> curious, you know, asking people who have gone from playing a home game to, to putting mm -hmm. it online, does it feel any different when you're, when you're playing, like aware that people are watching or that, you know, people are following and, and you're emotionally invested in your character, but now other people are as well. Does that kind of impact how the game yeah. goes for you? So I've always played remotely. I've always had a camera in front of me when I played D&D um, because uh, all of the people who in our home campaign, um, most of them are in Connecticut and me and my husband are down here in Virginia and we play remotely. So there's always been a camera in front of me when I play. Um, so I was used to that aspect already. Um, but I also am a performer. I've done community theater. I, I really like the spotlight and I like being on stage. Um, so I love um i loved the idea of other people watching and other people getting invested in the story and i was really excited to be a part of that story and that's where a lot of my passion on twitter came from was talking about scarlet and talking about you know her motivations and why she did certain things and posting pictures of her. And now I have fan art of her, which is really cool. I said, I remember saying that to Sean. I was like, you know, we're going to make it big when we have fan art. <laughs> and now we have fan art. And it's just, it, yeah. it just blows my mind. And that is another thing that I love that people just take the time to share their talent with me and with Scarlett and uh, some of our other characters on the show too. And it did that really just, it means a lot. It really means a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't imagine you know, kind of what that would feel like when you first get that first piece of art or whatever it may be, where you're like, someone not only cares enough to watch what I'm doing, not only cares enough to watch what I'm doing regularly, but they care mm -hmm. enough to then take extra time, use their talent and ability to create mm -hmm. something that has kind of come out of a thing I created and then share it with me. Like it, yeah. it's kind of a, a mind blowing thing. It's when just, you it's imagine so it. awesome. It makes my heart like just so full and it's just, it's so beautiful. So have you guys talked at all about, you know, where you see this going? I mean, um, you know, sometimes you see streams, obviously critical role is, is an example of yes. a stream that's gone on for a long time, right? And they have a right. campaign that spans years mm -hmm. and before they even began streaming. Um, and mm -hmm. then you have some uh, that are fairly set and contained. Um, has mm -hmm. Sean, you know, hinted at all at, at where this is going or is it just kind of an ongoing and you're going to play until yeah until we're gonna play whatever. until we don't play anymore we That's have awesome. no plans to stop we have we just launched our discord and so we've got some uh people in there and we're starting conversations just checking in on each other and uh posting announcements for other projects that we've done because in uh, also in the short time we've worked with we've like cross done stuff with a lot of other people in the community which has been a ton of fun um and so we're just and we're trying to get a merch shop together as well. And we're working on emotes and logos and it's just, it's growing. And I, I just don't want to see it stop. It's just, it's so awesome to see all of this growth happening so fast. Yeah. 
So for people who haven't listened yet, and I I am halfway through last week's episode, so um, I'm not quite caught up. But for people who mm-hmm. haven't listened yet, like what what kind of world mm-hmm. do you guys play in? What is you know what what can mm-hmm. they expect jumping into a yeah. paradise with you? So we play Ardune, it's called Ardune, and is actually another continent of the homebrew world that we play in in our home campaign. Um, so there, you know, magic is everywhere. There's different races in each part of the um, part of the the continent, and Sean has um, lore for every single piece of that. Um, every piece of the of the land and there's backstories for all of his NPCs and there it's there's so much time and effort and dedication that goes into building this world and it is so apparent how much he loves his world and it it has lets us buy into it and we're so invested in it as well um so that's we get a lot of vivid detail we get a lot of lore around you know the local politics local religions um the people that live there it's just it's so well-rounded that it's just so easy to rp in this world yeah i think that was one of the things that that i enjoyed just from the get-go from your your very first episode was um everyone was into it everyone was really bought in um Mm -hmm. you know there are a lot of people streaming which is awesome you know if you want to stream your game go for it if you want to podcast your game go for it do it like there's there's no reason not to it, it will only get better as somebody who right. you know created something where i'm looking back at my first episode i'm like oh, should i take that down that was rough <laughs> like it only it only goes up so if you want to do it go do it um but you guys were just like really you were just into it i think sean really set the tone in that first episode of kind of the world building and the creating yeah. and putting you guys into a really compelling story so it's been a really entertaining yeah. um you know, show to follow along with. And you are available on podcast as well. So people can stream yes. you on Twitch, but they can also get your podcast yes. now, right? Yes. Tim did that about halfway through when we were streaming and we're so grateful, Tim. Thank you for doing that. Um, and Alex is working really hard to get the YouTube videos backlogged on there. So even if you're not watching, you could still listen to it on YouTube. Um, and though they've just been working so hard to get all of the content up to date and we're so appreciative of them. And Alex just built us a new overlay for the stream, which is beautiful. And it took a lot of time and effort. And that's the thing about this group. Everybody puts 130% into everything. And it's it's so clear. Everybody loves their characters. They love the the um the Discord, the conversations. Like it's never like it's never boring. It's never dull. Everybody's just always ready to play and always shows up and ready to support each other. And I'm so lucky to be a part of this group. So you you said that uh, you've only ever played DD like uh, remotely, right? Like like mm-hmm. VCAM. So yeah. how did you get into playing? Like what was that like for you? Yeah. So, um, Sean was actually the one that introduced me to this. So I owe all of this D and D love to him. He, he got me into this world and he introduced me to critical role and to just everything that is this game. So Sean, you're amazing. Um, but we, so he started a campaign with me and my husband and a couple of our other friends, um, some from high school, some who knew other people from college. Um, and we just, we started playing and I had no idea what it was, but as a kid, I always loved to write fantasy and I loved to just imagine and play pretend and be somebody who I wasn't and I'll be the hero of the story all the time. And when I started playing this game, I was like, why have I not been playing this my entire life? Just why? Where was I? How how did I not play this? 
forever. And right, Sean yeah. said that a while ago. He's like, we were the perfect candidates to be playing this in high school, and we just weren't. And I don't know why, but here we are now. We're making up for lost time. Um, and so we were playing that. And then uh, I've played a couple of at-the-table games. So when uh, my husband and I go home for holidays, we go up to Connecticut, and we we will get together with our group, and we will play at the table, and nothing beats playing D&D in in person, when you can see the 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 battle mats and you can feel everybody's emotions at the table, like that is still my favorite thing to do. But I am comfortable doing it through a camera. But I will always prefer to play at the table just because it's so much easier to interact with people that way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and uh, I mean, it's cool that you're able to kind of make that transition seamlessly between like, oh, I'm used to playing on cam, mm-hmm. or I can go play at the table. Like like either mm-hmm. place is all good. Um, so going back to the stream, cause yeah. I'm very curious about this. Um, sure. what was it like kind of like, had any of you done, you know, any like live streaming stuff before or was it just totally like, we're figuring it out on the fly, grab some microphones, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So I think a couple of them had done video game streaming, but I think that was the extent of it. I don't think anybody had ever played like a, a tabletop game streaming. Maybe somebody had done board games. Maybe Clayton had done board games. I'm not entirely sure on that, but this was the first big commitment to streaming that any of us had made. So what was it like kind of figuring out that learning curve of like, okay, how do we do Twitch? Like what, what all, yeah. what stuff do we need? Um, how, how did yes. that kind of all go down? So I am not on the technical side of things. That is all Alex and Tim and Sean. They all figured that out. And I am forever grateful for them because I am the technology dummy. I do not know how it works. I just show up and I play. Um, But they worked tirelessly. They read up on it. They asked questions. They, you know, did all the research that they needed to to make it work. And from my end, it's been seamless. And I know it's not like that from their perspective. But as somebody who is, you know, also a part of it, but watching it at the same time, like it seems seamless. And I know there's bumps and kinks and things, but it just, I don't know, they're doing an awesome job. And I'm really, we're so lucky to have them. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like I said earlier, it's super well done. So it was, that's why I was curious. I was like, have they done this before? Is it just, you know, yeah. again, trial and error? Oh, that's That's really cool. Oh. A bunch of them have um, filming backgrounds too, mm, so okay. they have experience with audio equipment and filming equipment. So that that definitely helped. Um, and we all upgra- have upgraded our audio since we started, so that's definitely helped um, because that was the number one thing we wanted was to make sure that we had good audio so sure, that people yeah. would be able to understand us and hear us and have a clear have clear diction as we were playing right. the game. So I've kind of gotten a sense just from chatting and obviously from watching you play uh, about the different mm-hmm. things that you enjoy when playing D&D, but what would you say about the game has really like struck you or stuck with you? Um, or, or that when you tell people, oh, you've never played D&D, mm-hmm. let me tell you why it's great. What, what is your explanation for why it's great? Ah, it's the story for me. It's, it's creating the story. It's creating this character and acting them out and, and bring them to life. Like, like I said, I'm a performer. I love to be on stage. I love to act. And my favorite thing to act, which is a complete opposite of my personality. I love dark, dark stories. I, all of my player characters have traumatic backstories and Sean will tell you all of my backstories are very traumatic, very dark and lots of trauma. And that is just so different from my personality. Mm -hmm. And I just find that so fascinating to explore and to play. 
And I just love creating these stories and getting into their heads mentally and emotionally and making decisions of, okay, what would they do? How would they feel about this? How would they react? And what would they do in this situation? I really, I find that so compelling and so engaging. And I need a detailed backstory in order to get into character. Um, so one of my backstories is like 26 pages because I just needed, I needed all of that detail to get into her head. Sure. Yeah. And I'm still working on Scarlet's. It's evolving. And Sean and I just had a conversation over the weekend actually, and we developed more and it's just like, Oh, I cannot get enough. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny how, how we all approach it differently. My wife is, is very similar to you. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I mean, she has a whole ebook written of her character's background experiences mm -hmm. they had, where they're from, traditions, family relationships, mm -hmm. all this stuff. And she's like, I can't play if I don't have all yeah. this. And yep. I like, I love all of that. I love building it, but like, I can't sit down and make it up to save my life. Like even, even this week, mm -hmm. we've, we've got a session coming up. I'm like, why is my character here? What's my character one? And she's like, well, I'll tell you what my character wants when they were two years old, yeah. they experienced. And I'm like, I don't really know why I'm here. Um, yeah. but, but it's fun that like it, the game allows for everyone to, to kind of bring something different to the table and enjoy it mm -hmm. in their own way. Like, you know, right. it's not like picking up kind of a more static board game and being like, all right, this is how you play and this is how you have to approach it. It's so free form and makes mm -hmm. such good space for all of us to, to right. be ourselves as we're exactly. pretending to be someone else. Right. Exactly. And it, it's a safe place to do that, which I also found. It was safe for me to break the rules, quote unquote. It was safe for me to do things that Shannon would never do, but it's but my it's it's what my character would do <laughs> with that. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's I, I, I think that's the biggest thing for me is that it's safe to explore my character and explore character choices. And if I, if it doesn't turn out great, like there is zero judgment. And that's something that, you know, I struggle with being judged and people being mad at me and all that. And I've struggled that my whole life. Um, but the groups that I play with that they, they have been such support and have really helped me develop my D and D skills and my self-confidence skills really. That's super cool. So, so yeah. what, what other, uh, what other like nerdy things are you into? You mentioned kind of being into fantasy growing up. Like, like what are your kind of other, like, do you, do you have any other things or is this kind of like the big nerd focus, if you will? Uh, no, I am, I'm a nerd through and through. I love, um, Harry Potter. I grew up reading the books. Um, I read them. I read the series every summer. Mm. Um, I am a huge Disney fan. I'm actually heading to Disney World tomorrow, and oh, I'm really exciting. excited. I can't wait to go. Yeah, I'm running the races this weekend. It's going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, I've always loved Disney and all the movies and the music. Um, I love Broadway. Um, I love show tunes. I sing everywhere. Or I sing in the car, in the shower, on the way, down the hallway at school. You know, just <laughs> I just love performing, and I love really just – Things that are considered nerdy, and I'm just I'm so proud to be nerdy. So proud. Hundred percent. I think I think what's cool is these days I feel like people are realizing more and more that like nerdy isn't so much a label as it's really just like being passionate about right. like really specific things. Because yeah. uh, you know I'm I'm super into sports and played sports all growing mm -hmm. up, and like which is ironic because like especially in high school it's a very like jock attitude. Like oh sports. Yeah. Like, there's nothing nerdier than sports like in the world like it's all math <laughs> and numbers and like 
Um, but, but I feel like we're really at a time now where people are like, Oh no, if if you're excited about something, if you're passionate about something cool, not only can you be excited and passionate about something, but there are other people out there. You can go find them online like, and and you can all be friends and share the same level of passion. Yeah. Yeah. And and quickly, I've now decided when when we get to it, when we do our uh, our bonus Patreon only yeah. Zone of Truth session, we are talking. Uh, we're talking Broadway and show tunes. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna yes. chat about. So, oh, I'm so excited. So if if you're not a Patreon backer, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Roll for Persuasion, you can support the show and get access to that session a little bit later and hear us geek out about theater. But yeah, so oh, were, you yes. were. Did you grow I'm up so a theater excited. kid? You you did. Uh, you've done acting and stuff like that. I have. Yeah. So I, I didn't do it in high school. I'm actually kind of new to the whole oh, very cool. theater community theater thing. I wanted to do it in high school, but I was also a competitive swimmer, um, which took up all of my time. All sure, of it. I yeah. was always at practice or always at a swim meet. Um, so I just did not have the time. Um, but I'm also, I was also, when I was younger, I was a, um, a tap dancer and I, I'm still tapping now. So I, I've been tapping for going on 20 years now. Um, and it's another one of my absolute favorite things to do. I love rhythm. I love it's I love stomping all over the floor and making a lot of noise. I never did ballet. I am not graceful enough to be a ballerina <laughs> because I like to stomp around on the floor yeah. too much. Um, but that is such a really great stress relief for me. It just dancing. I actually have a tattoo on my shoulder of a tap shoe and has the words, um, I feel better when I'm dancing from the Megan Trainer song. Cause I remember when that song came out and I said, that is so true. I do feel better when I'm dancing. So now it's immortalized on my body. Um, <laughs> and so theater going back to theater. Wow. That was a tangent. Um, so I knew that I always wanted to do it. And I just, in college, I took a couple of acting classes and I was like, Oh boy, here we go. I've got the bug. Um, I tried out for auditions, excuse me, I auditioned for um, some things in college and I never got cast. But um, when I got out of college and when I started um, working, I was like, you know what, let's look into community theater. And so I auditioned for a couple of things, didn't get in. um, That was okay. And then finally, I got my first uh, ensemble ensemble position in, uh, what was it? Oh, it actually, I was working backstage on Anything Goes, and I was also helping. I was assistant choreographer in that because there was a lot of tap in that. And I did not, there was a show where one of the angels in that couldn't make it. And so the choreographer called me and was like, hey, you know the dances. I need you. You're going on. I was like, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> so I did a show. Trial by fire. Throw you out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was awesome. My love for theater is like, I think what has connected me so much with D and D besides my whole, you know, love of fantasy and, and geeky stuff in general is just there. The feeling that you have creating something collectively, um, mm-hmm. in theater is hard to mm-hmm. replicate. And I haven't replicated it anywhere outside of Dungeons and Dragons. It, it was similar mm-hmm. for me again, similar to sports, like playing a team and, and, you know, maybe you felt the same thing like with a swim team, but of working towards a common goal, but then in theater specifically, there's, I mean, you're spending so much time together. You're all, you're grueling mm-hmm. going through lines and hitting your spots and rehearsing, rehearsing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're mm-hmm. having to trust each other that, you yeah. know, Big that, time. that when I hit my spot, Shannon's going to show up and say her line and, and that I'm there for her, that I'm going to say my line back. And, and so mm-hmm. there's just that, that kind of dynamite energy, especially yeah. um, like on the opening night of your show when you're just like, all right, oh, here we go. You can't, best. you can't take it back. We're out here yep. on stage. Um, and it's such. Yep. A fant- I don't know what other people do to get like their emotional high, um, but but theater theater <laughs> I was know, a one theater for me. is so perfect for that. Yeah, yeah, it, it was so good. So 
Yeah, that's so awesome. And it's so, um, it's just so great that we then have an avenue to do that with our friends yeah. who might not be theater people. It's like, oh, well, exactly. you're, you're doing it right now with us playing at the table yeah. and you're playing D and D. So yeah. you're performing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is awesome. So do you, uh, I, I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm excited cause I'm going to, uh, Emerald city con. I'm going to, to Ooh. conventions. Um, have you yeah. done any of that before? Have you thought about going to any I of these meetups or gatherings? I've never been to a con before. I've never been, but I am totally like down to, I really want to, cause I want to meet some of these awesome people in sure, person, yeah. you know, not just via Twitter or discord or Skype or whatever. I want to see the actual person, give them a hug and just be like, you are awesome. And thank you for being my friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I have no idea what to expect. Like, like I said, I ran video at a uh, PAX um, mm-hmm. pack South a couple of years ago, but that was all mm-hmm. backstage behind the scenes. Like I was working. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. So somebody asked her, Oh, are you going to like broadcast a show? I'm like, yo, I don't even know. Like, I don't have the mental <laughs> bandwidth. I think I'm just going to kind of stand and wander around with a blank look yeah. on my face for the yeah, first day. Take it all in. But, but everything everyone says in the community is just that like going to these conventions and meeting other people is just like, like that outpouring of joy, like you were talking about, like, oh, yeah. I've, I've met you online. It's so great to meet you in person exactly. and share the exactly. experience of things so we bad. love. Yeah. Well, so you should, you should do that. You should pick a few out and then we'll, uh, we'll cross yes. paths at one of them, one of these days. Absolutely. That would be, that would be so much fun. I also really, now I'm looking at our Mighty Nine shirts. I want to go see a live Critical Role show because, yes. oh my goodness, do I love that show. And I love, I'm so inspired by their role-playing style and a lot of my role-playing style has come from watching them play um and so that is another motivation that i want to go to a con because i want to see them live and obviously and meet them but i I just want to watch them play live and be in that energy and just be a part of that experience yeah it's i've been to i've been to a couple of the live shows and it is a it's a total it's just a total different energy yeah so if you ever have the opportunity (laughs) do it and uh and then maybe someday there will be a paradise rpg live show and people will uh be flying in to see you you never know much fun right isn't that that trippy just to imagine oh my god it really is i literally i I think a while ago before we started streaming i had a dream of like i had just watched a critical live role show a critical role live show wow i didn't say that right um but and then that night i had a dream and it was like watching all of our cast members come out on stage to screaming people and i was just like i want that (laughs) that would be so awesome it's going back to that theater thing it's taking theater and uh, putting it into D and yes. now you're taking D and exactly. you're making theater out of it. And it's just, you it know, is. it's the best the drug. Perfect yeah. combination of the two. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's a super cool atmosphere. I've also gotten to see, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with acquisitions incorporated, um, but they're another, they're another streaming group that's been around for a while. Super fun. Go look them up on YouTube. But yeah, um, sure. yeah, I've been to one of their shows and just the vibe again of people excited about the same thing sharing, you know, a passion with the people on stage, with the people next to him. And you're all just like, let's have fun together. And it's, it's mm-hmm. one of the coolest kind of vibes. Yeah. Ever. yeah. It's one big community. And that's what I love about doing the races at Disney. That's some, what I'm going to do this week is everybody is there for each other. They're cheering each other on. We all dress up in costumes. And even if you walk the whole thing, even if you crawl the whole thing, everybody is there for you that somebody made a sign. Every, well, a lot of people make signs and they'll just stand on the side of the road. One of them, said like worst parade ever and it was just so funny and it made me laugh and it was like I love that and then you know Disney's so magical and they have all of these different things to make the races super fun and my one of my favorite things is during the half marathon towards the end there's this really big hill and they have a green army man 
coaching you up the hill. He's got a microphone and he's like, move, move, move. Let's go. You can do this. You got this. And he just, he's just coaching people up the hill and you just get so fired up. And uh, I don't know. I just love that community aspect. I'm realizing now that we're talking, I'm drawing all of these parallels. I love being in communities and I love supporting people and seeing other people support each other and just spreading the love. It just, it makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, we weren't, as people, we are not meant to be in isolation. I, I firmly right. believe. Um, and you mm-hmm. mentioned at the very beginning, you know, kind of being open about your own mental health struggles yes. and, and mm-hmm. one of the biggest, um, you know, things that can have such good impact on people struggling with whatever mental health issue is community is finding mm-hmm. relationship. And, and so the value of that, um, in whatever you're doing, I, I don't think can be overstated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember, I think I've always dealt with anxiety, but I never knew what it was until I started my first real world job. Um, And as I said, I'm a kindergarten teacher. And um, I remember my first year of teaching, I had just moved from Connecticut. Um, Actually, no, I had, well, I had, but I was a cast member at Disney World, actually. I'd done the Disney College program. So I was super happy down there working and like just being in my favorite place in the whole world. And then, you know, moving back and my husband had proposed and and in Disney, which is what I always wanted. And so we were, there was that high. And so we were back in Connecticut and then we moved down here together into our first apartment. He started law school. I started my first job. It was a lot of change. And I think that was my breaking point. Come like October, November, that first year of teaching, I was a hot mess. It was, oh, it was terrible. I like, you know, I'm starting to, you know, like get flashbacks thinking about it because I just, I wasn't eating. I was going home crying every single day, looking in the mirror and just like saying to myself, like, you can't do this. Why are you here? Why are you doing this? And just, that was so crushing because I had gone to to school. I'd gotten a 4.0 at my master's degree. So obviously I could do it, but it was just all of this, the, the negative voices in my head were just saying, you can't do it. And it's crushing. And I do not wish that feeling upon anybody. So, you know, got to a point where I like, I could not function. So I went, I got some help. I got some medicine. I went to really intense therapy for two weeks and missed a whole bunch of work and I was really lucky that my um, colleagues at school were really supportive of me. And they said, take the time you need. We know you're good at this. Go get the help you need. We will be here when you come back. Your kids love you. We love what you're doing. But I couldn't hear any of that because the voices in my head were so loud. Sure, yeah. um, so I, you know, I went, got medicine, got help. And it took a long time to get back from that. But I did. And, you know. I was on medicine for a little bit. I went off for a bit to see how I would do. And I did okay. And then I still think around like October, November of every school year, all that feelings come back. I really think there's some PTSD there because it was just so, it was awful. Um, But um, so I'm back on medicine now and it's, it's, it's really helping. And, and like I said, being in this community has really helped and being around people who are so passionate about the same thing and love the same things that I love and deal with the same things that I do. I never want anybody to feel the way that I felt four or five years ago now, because it was, excuse me, it was awful. 
just terrible and nobody should feel that way. Nobody deserves to feel like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, um, lucky. And I tell people this, my wife is a mental health therapist. So I, I've, yeah. I've got all sorts of like great education and resources built in, but mm-hmm. I also, you know, see the impact that good mental health can have on you and, and the, the swing that it can take you from, from one very dark place in your life to a very bright place in your life. Um, Absolutely. And, and the value of, I mean, so much of your physical health too. Um, I mean, this is, mm-hmm. we're, we're now, we're now a mental health podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so much of your physical health is tied to your mental well being. I mean, from, really from overt things like, are you sleeping enough? Are you eating enough? Yep. Just to legitimate, you know, research that shows the connectivity between your mental state and all sorts of, of medical issues, especially that we see prevalent nowadays. All that to say, like, if you're out there and you're listening, like, trust me, like the best thing you can do for yourself is to take care of your mental health, to be yep. gentle to yourself, to be loving to yourself, to find a good community, to get mm-hmm. therapy if you need it, to get medication if you need it. Yep. Like yep. If, if you break and a leg, you're okay. going to go to the doctor. Yeah, it, it's okay. And it's the best thing okay. you can do for yourself. And I think that's, yeah, that's what people struggle with the most is like, or I, that's what I think people struggle with is that like, it's not cool or it's not normal to do that. If you go do that, there's something wrong with you. And it's like, I mean, it's a mental illness. Of course, there's something right. If you break your leg, you're going to go to the doctor and get help for that. You know, so this there, this deserves just as much attention and care. Exactly. And I'll never forget one of the analogies. There's a whole bunch of analogies that I learned in that two weeks of really intense therapy that I went to. But one of them was, you know, imagine yourself as a little kid again and ask yourself, what does that person need? What does that little kid need? And I just remember there was so much emotion that came with that. It's like, I know exactly what that little kid needs. I work with kids who are this age. They need, they need a snack. They need a hug. They need a nap. And that is, and nine times out of 10, that is what really helped. I just needed a snack, needed some chocolate, or I just needed to power nap for 20 minutes, or I just needed to have a good conversation with somebody. I just needed to talk to somebody. And, and I, uh, and my uh, best friend had uh, told me once, she's like, these things that you're saying to yourself, would you ever say that to me? I said, absolutely no way. I would never say that to you. And she's like, okay, so then why are you saying it to yourself? And that really stuck with me. And that's still, I still think about that a lot. And when I catch myself thinking these not great things about me, it's like, would I say this to my best friend? No. Okay. Let's, let's reframe some of this. Yeah. Well, th- that's, that's awesome that you have, uh, you've come so far and that like mm-hmm. you're able to like look back and go, Oh man, that's where I was. And this is where I am now. And, and now what can I do? I being you, um, or me, we can both do this to shine <laughs> light yeah, to other absolutely. people. Yeah. You know, we can all help yeah. each other shine brighter for sure. Exactly. Sure. That's really what I want to do. I want to help people shine and feel good about themselves because I know what it feels like to not feel good about yourself. And I do not, nobody deserves that. Nobody. Absolutely. Well, man, I see, this is what I love about doing this show because, and I was telling you before, before we started recording, like, I don't know what we're mm-hmm. going to talk about. It's going to go kind of yeah. wherever, wherever we want to. And that, that is, I love um, the direction I went to. That's, and that's my <laughs> favorite thing is let's get to real stuff. And, you know, I, I love D and D, but I also, you know, I love people and I love talking about things that are near and dear to our hearts and what we can do to all love each other better. So awesome. Exactly. Super. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. Just I love everybody. I love, <laughs> I love all of the, the support. And I mean, I've said all this before, just love you fam. <laughs> For sure. 
And and speaking of which, uh, let's not end the episode without making sure everyone knows where they can go to uh, check you out on social media, where they can follow the stream. How can people connect with y'all? Yeah. All right. So um, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Paradise RPG. Um, you can find us on and, and real YouTube quick, and spell podcast. that because it's, yeah. it's a bit of a pun, right? It's not like, oh, yes, yeah. Yes, so so spell pun. it so people can find you. Yes, it is a pun. It is a plan words. Thank you, Andrew, for that. I appreciate that because I totally would have steamrolled all over that. <laughs> That's what it I'm is here for. spelled with <laughs> it is spelled with a C P A R A D I C E rpg no spaces it's a pun we thought it was funny <laughs> and here we are i think it's funny um, i think it works yeah so you can find us instagram twitter um youtube um all podcast locations and if there's a podcast location you can't find us let us know and tim will get us there um you can find a bunch of our cast on twitter i'm there at s 25 sean is there at, at odo underscore sean um not Tim, but Cal is there at, at Durant Boy. Um, I'll tweet that so that you know the And I'll put for all that. these in the in the show notes yeah. too, so people you can yeah, click perfect. on there. Yeah. Perfect. Um Stefan is on there at the Stephanator um with an I on both Twitter and Instagram. And Alex is on Instagram at the one true poo the one true poo, the one with the number one. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, we stream the Tim and Shannon Power Hour every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Except next week is a special one because I'll be in Disney, but that one will be fun. Um, and then uh, we have our regular sessions Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. And Alex streams video games most Tuesday nights, so you can check him out playing. He likes to play Monster Hunter. That's a lot, a lot what he plays. Um, plays Divinity, too. And we just launched our Discord last week. Um, it's in my pinned tweet, and um, it'll be... It's all over the place, all over our social media stuff. So definitely join us there and get in on the hashtag Bracken conversation. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining me for the show. Everyone, definitely make sure that you check uh, check the stream out, catch a video. Um, it is super entertaining. They are a fun group to watch. And uh, as I said before, we do have the special Patreon backer only Zone of Truth section coming up after the music. And that is brought to you every week by my friends over at Smuggler's Coffee. Um, who Are you a coffee drinker, Shannon? I am not. You're not a coffee drinker. I, well, I love the then smell. This isn't for you. Well, you can order okay. the beans and just right. smell them. Um, <laughs> Smuggler's, uh, as you guys have heard me say before, makes some friggin' delicious coffee. Uh, they <laughs> barrel age so many of their beans. Um, it's great. If you follow uh, Dave on Instagram or Twitter, you'll see him tweet out when they get new beans. And he's like, oh, this is going in a barrel. In 12 months, it's going to be amazing. Um, they throw them in these like whiskey, bourbon, rum barrels, and they make these super cool, super delicious coffees. And they're very involved in the community. Um, they have served their coffee to Joe uh, Manganello and and uh, the Gygax bros and and just super cool people in the community. And all of the artwork on their bags is D&D themed. Like, like you can't get more nerdy and into it than the guys at Smuggler's Coffee. So make sure you go to store.smugglerscoffee.com. Um, I drink their coffee and I very much appreciate their support for the show and their what's let's and their support is what lets us have these awesome conversations and the special Patreon only uh, uh, episodes that you're going to hear after this music. So thank you to them. If you're not a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash roll for persuasion is where you can support the show. Um, we are going to continue this awesome month of awesome women in gaming. So make sure you tune in next week for the final episode of February with Lucia, AKA Seer sword on Twitter. Uh, she is the awesome creator. She makes dice. She makes cool accessories and she had an awesome Kickstarter for uh, the Cena Una D and D five E setting. Um, super cool conversations. So make you sh- make sure you turn tune in next week. 
I've had too much caffeine. Speaking of coffee, <laughs> tune in next week for the show. And before we go, actually, Shannon, you want to shout yeah. someone out whose birthday is the day this I episode do. drops. Yes. So the day this episode drops is my DM Sean's birthday. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday, Sean. You are amazing. I love you. Thank you for bringing me into this amazing community. I hope you have a wonderful day. Adventure on. <laughs> and, and Sean, to celebrate your birthday, I think I have a sound effect that is people clapping. Let's see if it's this one. No, wrong one. <laughs> hey, there it is. Happy birthday, Sean. Here's to you. Maybe a great one. So there we go. The first one I thought was actually uh, actually pretty good. But anyway, <laughs> thank you again so much to Shannon for being my guest. Thank you to all of you for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the show. Um, if you can, if you can find somebody with an Apple device, steal it from them. Leave us a review on the iTunes podcast <laughs> app because that is what gets us out in the search results so people can find it and listen to the show. Um, continue to tune in. I've got some really cool guests coming up. I can't announce them yet, but you are going to know them and love them. And hopefully you will know and love the episode as well. As always, you can follow me at Roll Persuasion on Instagram and Twitter, Andrew at RollForPersuasion.com if you want to shoot me an email. I love chatting with you guys. Uh, like Shannon was saying, we love this community that D&D has built, especially online. All of us just loving each other is a great place. So make sure you are all loving each other, being nice. And until next time, guys, enjoy your games. Enjoy your games.